Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, but as for the criminals, we just don't give a shit. Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail created by Tabitha and Katie. Hey guys, it's Tabitha. I'm Katie and we're back in Sacramento and back to murders. Well, you're in Sacramento. I'm in Sacramento. I'm not. Our episode's in Sacramento. Our episode's in Sacramento. Yes, Tabitha's in Monterey. <laughs> um, and the Don't aliens are me. back in space. <laughs> Don't find me. Um, and so now that we're back in Sacramento, instead of doing the, um, if you remember Dorothea Puente, the granny killer, now we're covering, but no, wait, (laughs) now we're covering a vampire. So Sacramento, (laughs) same, uh, (laughs) same area, different murder. You guys are wondering like, okay, where is this show going? Aliens, now vampires. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see. Um, it's not like Twilight Vampire. (laughs) Guys, California. Yes, California. Um, Sacramento has some interesting killers, so here's another one. (laughs) Here's another one. And just real quick before we get started, don't forget to leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcast. And just because we really want your reviews, (laughs) if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and screenshot it, you can DM it to us or email it to us at crimes.cocktails at gmail.com. I... We'll, hit, we'll send you a free sticker. Ta-da! So if you want a really cool sticker designed by yours truly, uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's glittery. It's fun. It's got a uh, ghost face from screaming it, making himself some bloody orange margaritas. I think you would love this sticker. Just leave us a little review and we'll send it to you. So We're not Be above sure bribery. <laughs> We're not above bribery. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and as always, before we get into um, the creepy stuff, we got to get our drink ready. Uh, this one is called the Bugs Bloody. And you're going to take two ounces of tequila. <laughs> two ounces of tequila, one ounce of blood orange juice or rabbit blood, whatever you prefer. Gross. Half an ounce of lime juice, muddled fresh ginger. And then you're going to um, top that off with soda water and then just a little splash of that thick bloody grenadine you'll and always all know ready to go when katie makes the recipe because she loves to muddle stuff yes, <laughs> yes. all of mine are like a shaker drink and yours are all muddled stuff so muddle this you, strain that if you're <laughs> ever wondering who made what recipe that's how you know but yes. i gotta say it's pretty dang good that's the bar i worked at it was all about muddling shit and so now i'm like the way to go <laughs> this is what i do i muddle fresh ginger yes. it's kind of like a mule like a moscow mule but meets a with... margarita yeah meets blood pudding <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, 
so gross. Actually, <laughs> if you guys really like Moscow mules, what you should do are tequila mules, and you should add a little bit, a splash, just a splash of pineapple juice. That's my favorite way to have a mule. It's so good. Sounds tasty. It is tasty. Maybe I might have that after this. <laughs> summer drinks. Oh, oh, summer. What a heat wave it was, too. <laughs> Dude, it's, yeah. Ooh, no. <laughs> it's hot over here. He's hot, hot. Yeah. Fire season already started, too. Poor Big Sur. I know. Poor Big Sur, guys. Always. The struggle of California. Yep. Yep. And speaking of struggles in California, Richard Trenton Chase. I guess we could just go ahead and get started. Richard Trenton Chase was born on May 23rd, 1950, to Richard Chase Sr. and Beatrice in Santa Clara, California. And just three years later, they had his younger sister, Pamela, in 1953. His father was a computer specialist in the Air Force. And I just want to interrupt you real fast, and I'm yeah. sad you didn't say they birthed his younger sister. <laughs> I saw you had written it like that, and I was like, okay. did she mean to awkwardly phrase it that When we write the um, information on our podcast, we have like a Google Live doc, and Katie and I just go back and forth, like inputting information and stuff, and sometimes... Because I've been reading a lot of documents or books or stuff like that, like my typing voice gets carried away. <laughs> but then sometimes it goes back to like, I think I even put in here like dat instead of that, like D A T. It's a little bit of hood. as in it's a little bit of proper. Yeah, like to mix it up. Mix it up. And there's some words that I sometimes put in there purposely so that I don't have to say them and Katie has to say them. Or... And then it's a struggle bus because yeah. I can't say anything. But I don't know why I put they birthed his younger sister and I read it right now and I'm like, nice. I don't know why you put that either. That's I don't why know I skipped why I it. it. It's probably because I don't know. Just I was like, mm, I'm not going to read that. Anyways, he got a little sister. Yeah, Pamela. And shortly after she was born, um, they were relocated to McClellan Air Force, which is here in Sacramento. Um, And so that's just about two hours north of where they were in Santa Clara. If you Uh, don't know California. Yes. (laughs) Oh, in the beginning. In the beginning. (laughs) Family life seemed okay. Pretty normal. 1950s. Nobody had problems in the 1950s, as we've learned. (laughs) all these serial killers i have a dirty Um, martini waiting for you at home hun (laughs) yes dinner's on the table um i don't want you to hit me again so (laughs) swear to god i'm running out of foundation (laughs) god um and so shortly after purchasing their starter home in 1961 the whole bunch of police and court reports were filed complaints against mr and mrs chase um, Richard's happy home life turned pretty volatile. His parents fought constantly, and his mother often accused his alcoholic father of being on drugs, cheating, and poisoning her. Um, none of these were actually really proven. Um, and so, you know, we're not saying he wasn't a bad husband. We just don't know the whole story, really, and the police never found Mr. Chase with any of these substances. Um, her accusations also started to grow and get a little less believable. Uh, One time while they were camping out of state in Oregon, she accused Mr. Chase of having a woman waiting in the woods for him. Um, Uh, Yeah, just uh, add me on Tinder. (laughs) I think that was Bigfoot. (laughs) I don't know. 
But, oh, uh, yeah. So whatever's going on there, not going on there, whatever. Um, by the late 1960s, they weren't even really speaking to each other, which I'm sure made a great... But they're together you know, for the kids. House. Yeah, you know, because you, you just didn't get divorced. Yeah. Uh-oh. So Richard Jr., because serial killers are <laughs> like, why are they always juniors? I don't know. <laughs> Is there something I should know about my brother? <laughs> Uh, Richard Jr. (laughs) surprisingly had a quote-unquote normal, or he was quote-unquote normal in his childhood. Um, He played softball. He had a lot of friends at his school. Apparently, like, at his birthday, I think in, like, fifth grade, he had, like, 50 kids come, which I'm just like, seriously? (laughs) Was that the whole town? Like, I don't even understand that. Uh, That's crazy. But his parents were very strict disciplinarians, and his father was really physically abusive. It's documented at one point that Richard Sr. actually threw Richard Jr. into a wall when he was, like, super angry. So, mix the stress of trying to be perfect so you don't get thrown into a wall, (laughs) and trying to not upset your parents, and then all the damage and drama of your parents' fucked up relationship, because I'm sure that his mom was not quiet about her accusations, It's no wonder that at the young age of 10, Richard began to display odd behaviors, which is something that's like the word of the episode, by the way. Odd behaviors. Odd behaviors. Odd behaviors. (laughs) Because they did not know how else to describe it back then. The shit they're about to see with this guy. I still don't know how to describe it. I still don't know how to see it. And I don't, and like, he was showing some signs of schizophrenia, but no one was acknowledging that. And he was not diagnosed at this time that he had schizophrenia. So his mother started to notice that his hygiene was really unkept and that he left a lot of messes. And you're probably thinking like, okay, he's like in junior high. He's a boy. My brothers left messes all the time all over the place. I won't even go on that rent. (laughs) They still do. When I'm at your parents' house, there's like boxers on the bathroom. Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about you. Um, But this kid was like next level like next level messy like he would like for example drop a glass of milk and just leave the entire puddle on the floor and just be like eh, whatever and just like go on doing his own thing and stuff like that and he was perfectly fine being a little hamster living in his filth so um (laughs) basically i know i cannot think of that someone which by the way I think you sent it to me of a TikTok where someone's like, comment how your hamster died because they always <laughs> die in like the craziest ways. And I showed my parents that this weekend and we just reminisced about all the hamsters I had growing up as a kid. I had like nine, di- not all at once, but I had like nine different hamsters and they and she all killed them did all. Di- I did not kill them. <laughs> but one of them got in a fight with my brother's hamster and ripped its eyeballs out. Uh, another hamster escaped off his ball like he ran around and he was gone for two months and then my neighbor found him in his backyard and i swear to god he had like he had a little like, bandana yeah and he a had knife. tattoos on him he had like, a denim vest with the sleeves ripped he off he just came up with, <laughs> like he just bust out of the movie rambo he would just stay actually though real story he would just stare at me like oh my god. it was kind of weird <laughs> i don't remember how he died but I've seen some things. he died and another one died and my mom thought he was hibernating <laughs> And she put him in the garage and put a towel over it. And my dad was working graveyards around that time. And she's just like, oh, yeah, he's just hibernating. And my dad, one morning at like 7 a.m., he's like, why the fuck is there a dead hamster? <laughs> it's, all, it's all rotting. I know. It's just a little corpse. <laughs> Poor Anyways, hands. not to get too distracted. My hamsters all died. Crazy dust, too. 
But uh, yeah, so that's funny. Share us your hamster death story. I'd love to hear them. <laughs> uh, single I shot number 10, hamster death. <laughs> 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 com. So anyways, he was a little hamster. Anyways. <laughs> in his filth. And the worst behavior he displayed were consistent with future serial killers. So this is known as a McDonald triad. And the McDonald triad was... Um, it was a theory by psychiatrist J.M. McDonald, oh, who would have guessed, in 1963. Uh, and this, this theory was later put to the test by a lot of FBI agents and other psychiatrists in the 70s and 80s when they had a whole raffle of serial killers to uh, go over and with. Um, but basically, the triad, or the trifecta, is known as bedwetting. And this is past the age five. This is not like bedwetting when you're like four or five years old. This is like, he's he's a preteen right now and he's like wetting the bed he's lighting fires and the worst one is he's torturing or killing animals so super fucked up i did read a statistic uh in 2003 they ran a um like a test or survey of 45 violent crime criminals and they said that 56 percent of them admitted to animal cruelty and of those 56 people Almost all of them were abused by their parents, so there's a lot of correlation there. It makes sense, because, you know, the kid, uh, the adult who is being abusive, they can't fight back, and so then they find something smaller and weaker to take that anger out on. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. And they're, t- they're taught, you know, violence, right? It's yeah. how you Deal with display emotions. your anger or, yeah, emotions, mm-hmm. frustration, and stuff like that, so... Anyways, I read that one of the weird things um, that Richard would do was turn the stove up all the way, and then he would just stand there, like, burning. Um, he would eventually get so hot that he would just take off all of his clothes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, instead of just turning the stove off, he'd just be like, let's strip. Um, and his mother that scene in, like, a few times. Of course, it's the opposite, but in Dumb and Dumber, yeah. he's just standing in front of the fan naked. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just what the opposite. The hell? And it was just like, oh, it's hot. It's getting naked. And then he'd probably, like, you know, burn more. But Oh, my gosh. Weird dude. <laughs> it's a weird dude. It's all behavior, that's for sure. <laughs> he somehow made it to high school. Mira Loma High School, to be exact. Maybe we can find, like, his high school yearbook or something like that. I know exactly where that high school is, so I can even get a picture of it. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We got a 1092. <laughs> Ma'am, what are you doing on school property? I just want to get a picture where the vampire went to school. <laughs> oh, Where's his desk? Oh, my God. Yeah, ma'am. Those fang marks. <laughs> his grades were straight up shit, though. Uh, as you might have guessed. I don't know. And standing here, not burning himself, but burning himself. Yeah doesn't strike me as a straight-A student. Uh, He was a straight C and D student, but uh, as I always say, C's get degrees, am I right? Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) A bare minimum. He actually got a girlfriend in high school. So, and again, just a reminder to all you lonely folks out there, there's someone for everyone. Uh, They started dating his sophomore year in 1965, and they dated about a year. But she did like him, but she, there was a slight little problem. 
Uh, she broke up. This is so weird to me that she broke up with him over this when, yeah, I don't, not to get too distracted, but anyways, she broke up with him because he couldn't get it up. So girls got needs and she knew she got these. She's like, what, 16? And she's like, mm, sorry, I'm going to need I more dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't want no torments. <laughs> Whatever that song is, I can't even think of it. Oh what? Whatever. You do you, Betty Lou, or whatever your name was. You do you. Probably was. Probably was, Betty Lou. It's always like the innocent ones. Betty Lou, Peggy Sue. Yeah, Betty Lou, Peggy Sue. Mary Lou. Mary Lou. It's always got to have something like that. Uh, in the U.S., less than 8% of men, I don't know why I looked up the statistic, but I was curious. I was like, is this a common thing? Um... Less than 8% of men suffer erectile dysfunction under the age of 25 and is usually linked to an underlining medical or health issue or it's something mental, which is, I think that's a lot of problems that are in the sack is it's normally something mental, like not like you have mental health problems, but it's more like you're overthinking things or you're thinking about other stuff. And this kid was like burning his hands on stoves and killing animals so i'm sure there was a lot going on in that brain his schedule was booked (laughs) his schedule was booked there was no room for an erection uh so yeah now like most 16 year old boys who can't get it up it really shrank richard's confidence (laughs) but But unlike most 16-year-old boys, Richard thought this must mean that he just didn't have enough blood in his penis, which uh, isn't really that far-fetched of a theory, actually, but I'll let Katie stroke on that subject. (laughs) Oh, I'll stroke it. So, uh, because he was all heartbroken over his wingless relationship... (laughs) Uh, wait hold on i did forget to mention that when i was looking up statistics about erectile dysfunction um and maybe if you're in the uk you can tell me if it's true or not but it was saying that like 40 percent of people in the uk under the age 30 have this problem and i was like really what are they drinking over there oh my god it's It's nothing to be ashamed about guys like if you have that issue there are ways you know to fix it like a little purple pill well there's that (laughs) speaking of which we're going to therapy another side subject (laughs) oh and Uh, now an ad from our sponsors (laughs) (laughs) you tired of (laughs) viagra for men (laughs) listen to it yeah use it while you listen to our podcast no but i've been getting spam up the wazoo like insane viagra not about Viagra, oh, okay. but it's just like everything in between. It's like Netflix. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you saw my story today on Instagram, but it was just like, oh yeah, I did all those text messages. Yeah, I get a lot of text messages and I get a lot of phone calls. I'm averaging right now anywhere from ten to fifteen spam calls a day, and trust me, guys, I try to block them all, or I get at least one text a day, and they're always something different. Like one of them was like, due to COVID nineteen, Netflix is giving away a free one year subscription to help you stay at home. Which I like that one because they sent it June fourth and I'm like, guys, like We're free now. Why why <laughs> if you were gonna do that when you do it like a year ago? But yeah. uh they've been making bank off this pandemic. I don't think they're giving away free stuff. Another one was like, Oh, your receipt on Walmart, blah blah blah. 
Well, I posted that and my friend replied to my story and he's just like, he sent me a screenshot of one he got mm-hmm. and I'm going to read you it because I was like, oh my God. It said, quote, it is not that easy when you cannot get it up at the right time. Happy <laughs> wife, happy life. Try these for free only for a limited time and stay hard for at least four hours guaranteed. <laughs> It's like those little packets at the front of the gas stations. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking Four about? Four hours. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I got things to do. Um, so anyway. So anyways. Um, so anyways. Um, he was heartbroken. Wangless relationship. Whole school was making fun of him, I'm sure. Um he did what most teens did then when they want to fit in, and he partied it up. Party! So he was smoking that reefer, and... Reefer. Yeah, smoke weed every day. Uh, fit someone in with the stoners at school. And he started to drop acid uh, with <laughs> LSD. And uh, <laughs> this is the 60s, so, you know, that's what you did. <laughs> that's what you did, man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one thing that doesn't mix with drugs is mental illness. So um, <laughs> somehow dropping acid as a schizophrenic dude sounds like the worst trip of all. Um, I mean, I'm sure he was just self-medicating yeah. at this point. But like some people, dude. you know, when you do drugs and you don't have mental illness, like you you have bad trips sometimes like that. But I imagine like having mental illness and doing drugs like like these serious kind of drugs yeah it's like going on a bad trip and not coming back yeah it's just an endless bad trip so. yeah <laughs> so he got himself a little uh little cocktail of mental illness drugs and a broken penis and Wait, can i order that he <laughs> he thought sacramento apparently so, um <laughs> makes I, sense <laughs> i'm not a guy i'm not a guy so um the cure for that for him was blood so um richard had heard in his health class that men got erections from blood going to the penis and so he believed that his issues stemmed from not having enough blood in his body um so you know the obvious solution to that was he needed to drink blood and fix that issue uh so he turned his sounds plausible right i'm just like oh okay makes sense makes sense to men um and so he turned his abuse of animals into something more self-serving and began to drink the blood from cats and dogs. Um, so either straight from the source or by collecting blood in Dixie cups after the killing and drinking it from there. I imagine him just like, this is <laughs> fucked up, but like just like sticking like one of those spouts you put in like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's all tapping it. It's all pouring it out. Like, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> Disgusting. Um... You know, obviously this didn't work because I also heard that um, I think one of the neighbor's dogs like went missing around this time. It did. Yeah. And then he got one of the kittens from that he killed from his girlfriend before she broke up with him. Um, And so I don't know if that was like her kitten or she just gave it. I don't know what happened there. Um I know this is really gross, but what I was thinking... hot after that pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Drink deep. (laughs) I'm going to get it one way or the other. (laughs) Oh, this is so gross. What I was thinking, because obviously he's drinking all this blood, and it's not going into his veins, it's going into his stomach. What did this guy's, like, poops look like? (laughs) 
<laughs> with all um, its you blood. ever eaten red hot Cheetos? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just like, oh my god, dude. Um, but yeah, it wasn't working, obviously. <laughs> and um, Richard was coherent enough to realize that something was wrong with him. Um, I don't think he really realized that something was wrong with him and that drinking blood was wrong, but the need to drink blood was wrong. And so he went to a psychiatrist to get some help. Um, and the doctor just thought it was something he needed to grow out of. Um, since at this point he was only harming animals and not people. And he told Richard that his impotence was just repressed anger. Um, and you know, nothing's wrong with you. Move along. (laughs) He's like, um, I can help you with that for a small fee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Richard's having a productive high school experience. (laughs) I feel like we all had this experience. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So uh, he basically went on a bad trip, like I said, and didn't come back. And his dad knew something was off with him. I think both his parents knew something was off with him, but they were just like in denial. And I feel like his mom's also just consumed with her own problems at this time. So I am sure his mother had some mental illness. Uh, Yeah, she probably was seeing weird shit, too, to think that there's a woman hiding in the Oregon, by the way. What is it like a six hour drive at least? Yeah, depending yeah, on where. Yeah, yeah, okay. Some girl's just gonna like drive up there to meet him. Hide out in the woods. Shack in the, in in the woods. I don't think so. I don't think so. And if she is, then get out. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Watch that, that really crazy. did happen. And we're like, you're a crazy woman. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Men make us crazy. <laughs> so Richard got busted for marijuana possession. Um, and around this time, his parents are pretty much just like, we are losing all hope we have in Richard. We don't even think he's going to graduate. But despite his low grades, he stuck it out and he graduated in 1968. Steer, my mom was born. And what did I say, guys? C's get degrees. So he got a high school diploma. He did it. <laughs> I don't know how, but he C's did it. oh my gosh if richard chase can graduate high school so can you (laughs) that's what you need to get through high school seniors yeah that's what you need guys um his parents were were so amazed by this which is so sad that they rewarded him with a vw bug what the fuck I want a car. Spoiled ass bitch. Spoiled ass bitch. <laughs> and like, I'm sure that the Beetle in 1968, I mean, that's its prime. That doesn't yeah. seem like a cheap car to be getting around that time frame. So Mm-mm. it's kind of crazy. But anyways, he registered for college classes at the community college there, which is American River College. Um, he even got a job at the Retailers Credit Association in 1969, where he was a secretary He'd do things like answer the phone and file stuff, and everyone's like, yeah, he's uh, he's moving along. He's doing okay. But in spring of 1971, this is where things start to go more bad, even though they already were bad. <laughs> let's, not, let's not lie to ourselves. Um, he moved out of his parents' house, and he moved in with two quote-unquote friends, which are more like, I feel like these are people he just met probably smoking, and he didn't know them that well 
and that's kind of just how it happens like oh we should just all live together or they already had a place or something like that and he moved in there so yeah uh, their names are Rachel Statham and Sid Evans DeMarchi. And I don't know why we're telling you their names. <laughs> Maybe go stalk them. I don't know. They probably want to stay hidden. They're part of the story now. So <laughs> yeah. that's why their names are there. His parents were pretty eager to get him moved out. And they even offered to help pay for part of his rent, which I think at that time they were paying him $50 a month. And if I remember correctly in the 60s like rent was anywhere from I think for like your own place you could get rent for like $100 a month so it sounds to me like his parents were pretty much paying for all of his rent and all he really had to like get money for himself was like for food basically like he didn't have to worry about anything else but she just went out to the woods and you know grabbed something So that's what yeah, do. <laughs> no he had an acquired taste guys he was organic <laughs> Sacramento city of trees yeah. So, See, he um, <laughs> he was working, but it was a lot of like odd jobs. And around this time frame, like they're coming out of remember, this is like the boom right here, right? So they're coming out of World War Two and all this stuff. There's a lot of work out there, and he's able to work a week at a job and then quit or get fired or whatever, and still have like enough money to last him for a while for his increasing drug addiction. And he was missing class. He dropped out of college at this time too and he started getting more and more paranoid probably because he was taking a lot of drugs and yeah getting kind of crazy uh so much paranoia was uh in this guy that he boarded up his bedroom door and then he punched out a small hole in his closet door so he could crawl in and out of his room that way Like, could you imagine being a roommate to this guy and just being like, you're just chilling in your living room smoking and you just... He like slithers out. <laughs> How'd you get here so fast? <laughs> Secret tunnels. <laughs> like, really, that'd be like, oh, uh, bro, he's kind of weird, right? <laughs> like, he's just like slithering out the hole and across the room. Uh, no. And I forgot to mention that around this time, he actually got enough money working this one job to buy a gun. Uh, That's what you need. This is exactly what this guy needed in his life was a gun. And good old laws that don't check your background or mental health history or anything like that. Yep. Uh, So the roommates are a little concerned you know, just by this guy slithering about in and out of his closet door and everything. Um, but one time they come home and Richard's sticking his head out the window, waving a gun around. And they're just like, <laughs> this is too much for me, man. <laughs> like, honestly, I just picture because from what I read, these two people were like pretty big. I don't know. The book called them stoners. Uh, I just picture like Tommy Chong or like Leo from that 70s show just being like, well, um, <laughs> like we need to go. <laughs> Let's go, man. <laughs> you want some bad vibes, dude. So they try to evict him, but he's got himself barricaded in his room pretty good. So they're just like, uh, we're going to move out then. So they move out and they happen to know some people that were looking for a place. So they offered him where they were living and they're like, you just got to deal with this guy. He's a little crazy. And like, okay, cool. And this new, the new people that moved in were in a band. So they're like, yeah, no problem. We can handle Richard. We're around weird people all the time. Richard really liked there in a band and kept trying to join the band, even though they kept telling him, no, he's not part of the band. And he found a Congo drum, a Congo drum, and he would 
bring it out in the living room and try to like play along when they were having like band practice and then sometimes he would come out just butt naked and dance around with uh that and <laughs> they got pretty tired of that so especially because he apparently especially did that when girls were over at the house oh he'd come God. out naked <laughs> they just hear a noise and they see like the conga drum getting pushed through that hole <laughs> it just drops to the ground no. no richard get back in there he's like i'm sliding out oh my god yeah no practice time guys. practice time wait for me <laughs> so somehow they actually kicked him out of their apartment i don't know how but he oh he had to go <laughs> they, they, you gotta uh, go <laughs> they put plaster over the hole and he's like i'm out so, yeah. <laughs> um after moving out of the apartment I just, i'm sorry but that's just like the roommate from hell like i can't complain right. about any roommate experiences after like hearing all this yeah in comparison <laughs> our roommates have been a dream no yeah I've never had like a crazy roommate like this. Like, what the heck? And I never want to. So, no. don't put that juju on me. Don't put that juju on me. Taylor. No. I know. I already You're not have allowed to beat the conga drum. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, after moving out of the apartment, Richard moved back in with his mom. Um, his parents were divorced by this time, um, and his mental health was, you know, continuing to spiral down um, as at a very fast rate. Yeah, <laughs> as you can see from above. Like, oh my gosh, um, he believed that his heart would stop beating and that his stomach was like turned around and inside out and all this weird shit. But you know, nothing was actually wrong with him. He also started acting violently towards his mom. Um, one time he was getting um, violent and she had a, uh, the phone in her hand about to call the police, but he took it and hit her over the head with it. Um, and then when police came over, she decided not to press charges and instead had him go to a drug and mental um, reha rehab center um, called the Aquarian Effect. Uh, it didn't work. I read that as Aquarius Effect and I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Aquarius Effect. Um, I was like, he sounds Aquarius. <laughs> Maybe the Aquarius just straighten you out. I don't know. The effect it, it, like straightens you out. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I keep you around. <laughs> I'm not an Aquarius. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Duh. Aren't you like close to the Aquarius? Oh, you're in January. Wait, my mom and my mom and Brian are both Aquarius. That's where it is. I was yeah. like, because Aquarius starts in January. Yeah, at the end of January. Everyone always thinks I'm an Aquarius, but I am not. I'm no, you missed the cutoff date. I missed the cutoff. Pisces. Yeah. I'm emotional. <laughs> I'm hardworking, stubborn, and unemotional. <laughs> so yeah, that's not the Aquarius effect. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, the Aquarius and the Aquarian effect did not work on him, and uh, both his parents were unable to handle his increasingly um, increasingly bizarre behavior, so they sent him to live with his grandma in Southern California. It's still so bad for these grandmas. Oh, my like, god! Dahmer got sent to live with his grandma, and then now Richard, it's like, oh, you, your kid's disturbed? Your kid's crazy? Grandma can handle him. <laughs> She's going to die soon anyway. Like, what the? Good grief. When I think of the grandmas that these serial killers go to live with, though, like, I think with Dahmer, I did think of, like, this old sweet lady, but mm -hmm. I don't know why with Richard, I just picture, like, the grandma in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> she's on an ATV. In the yeah, like, and she's just got, like, the spiky hair with the visor, and she's just like, 
Get your shit together, Richard. <laughs> yourself a damn quesadilla. <laughs> Make yourself a damn quesadilla. God, I love that movie so much. <laughs> it never gets old. I haven't seen it in years, but I need to watch it. I can still quote it. Backwards and forwards. <laughs> so I'm busy. <laughs> so I'm making nachos. Me every day after high school, though, I always made massive plates of nachos like that in the microwave. I love that scene because every time it cuts back to him, the cheese pile just moves <laughs> in different sizes. So gosh, <laughs> my lips are real bad. Uh, so Richard stayed with his grandma for a year, working for a school district and driving the bus for special needs kids back and forth, you know, between. That's school. exactly where he was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and around this time, he was also in and out of the doctor for his perceived medical issues and for his mental health, but they always dismissed him as being healthy but weird. Um, I just, like how I'm many just doctors like wanting does he to, need know. to go to? Were they just, like, so overwhelmed at this time frame? They're just like, eh. Whatever. I think they just didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. Also, the thing, too, is this is in, like, the early 70s. And as we know, a lot of serial killers got away with a lot of shit because departments don't talk to other departments. They do now, but they didn't then. And I feel like it's the same with hospitals. I mean, to be honest, even now, hospitals don't really talk to each other because... They're allowed to, for the most part. I, I mean, I've had, like, something happen at one hospital, and I remember I went to a different hospital, and they were like, well, can you tell me, like, what medication you're on? I'm like, isn't there a way you can look this up? But yeah, that's a little I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but, yeah, these, these doctors and everyone's just writing them off as just odd behavior. <laughs> it's like, um. But you're not wrong, but there's more You're not wrong, <laughs> but there's something else going on here. Yeah. So around the holidays, he goes to visit his parents. Um, my understanding is he wasn't really wanted over there, but I think Grandma needed a break and a few martinis probably. <laughs> for dealing she was with off him. with her boyfriend. Yeah, I'm going to go ATVing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around this time, Richard went to a party uh, that some old friends from you know way back when in high school or whatever were having, and he tried to make a move on a girl the wrong way. He straight up grabbed her titties. <laughs> so, That's the wrong one? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> Unless you're driving in a car and you gotta stop short because you're braking. <laughs> I don't put the arm out and then the grab. Yeah. But he just like, I just picture him going and be like, honk honk. <laughs> like, I, I don't just out of nowhere, no words exchanged. Yeah, anything. I don't understand. It was just funny when I was reading it, they're like, stretched. and she was obviously upset about this and everyone well, no came shit. to defend her and i'm like dude i would have punched his lights out are you kidding right? me i'll defend myself <laughs> yeah so he Damn. gets kicked out of the party but he doesn't really understand that he's kicked out of the party and he tries to come back in like an hour later and they're like scuffling to get him out because everyone's like no man you got to go <laughs> and a gun falls out of his jacket pocket so they call the cops on him and the cops come around again and put him in jail for the night and he gets let out and I guess he's like super angry when he gets out of jail he's like I'm gonna sue those people for that <laughs> just like alright dude <laughs> alright dude go ahead that's not how that works but his parents again are just in denial that this guy has serious mental health issues and they send him right back off to grandma <laughs> so the dad's just like straighten up boy get your shit together <laughs> Like, poor grandma. So grandma starts noticing more odd behavior. 
Like, apparently, uh, he would go door to door and ask people for their old newspapers and save them, which is, like, not that weird. But then she started noticing that he would just be talking to himself, like, in his room. And he'd just be, like, in a corner, like, sitting there be like, you're a good boy, right? Yes. Yes. I'm a good boy. <laughs> you don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. <laughs> That's exactly what I picture. Nobody likes you but precious. <laughs> Kill them. <laughs> the fat one always watching. Exactly. He's just Gollum at this point. So at this time, Grandma's like, oh, you gots to go. Like, for her own safety, she's just like, no. She she books him a flight, and she's like, get the hell out, and sends him back up to Sacramento. So he lives with his mom for a little bit. He's bouncing back and forth between his parents, and he starts showing even stronger signs of his mental health issues. Again, it's just like... It's just like escalating. Like, I don't know. I don't really understand why no one wanted to deal with this, but yeah, they just didn't want to deal with it. Uh, he started thinking that things were growing out of the back of his head. And again, that his stomach was backwards and like all this stuff. So his mom sends him to a doctor, and the doctor's like, nothing's wrong here. It's all in his head. It's something mental. But still. Uh, more time went on until Richard walked into a hospital and checked himself in saying he couldn't breathe and that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. And it was then the doctors were like, okay, you're crazy. <laughs> and they officially diagnosed him with schizophrenia. Um, he was also claiming that his heart and kidneys didn't work and that his blood wasn't flowing. He was put on medication, which made him a lot more calm and he wasn't like attacking his mom and stuff like that. And this, this lasted for, I think a year or so. Um, and he started going, but then he started going back to his old drug habits again and just basically went off the rails again. So his mom started to notice him talking to himself and he would say stuff like, shut up, shut up, shut up to himself. Or he would say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You can't make me do it. I'm not going to do it. Which is like really freaking scary, (laughs) to be honest. Like, uh, I don't know. I'd be pretty scared at this point of my son. Yeah. I'd be like, get out. (laughs) Get out. Yeah. Uh, He escalates and he starts accusing her of poisoning him and controlling his mind. And he's also very physically violent with her. At one time, he struck his mom on the ground and his father had to come over and they got into like a big old fight on the front lawn and everything. But I think the final straw for his mom, where she's just like, you you have to go, is that she started catching Richard cut their dog's paws with a knife. I know. It's super fucked up. And apparently he would also squeeze like the dog's like nose and snout until it cried out in pain. So, like, fuck, dude. Like, I know this guy has, like, mental issues and everything like that, but I just, like, I can't forgive animal abuse. It's just next level for me. Nope. So, at this point, the mom, his mom is realizing that she can't handle him and she can't have him in the house. It's, It's more of, like, a safety thing at this point. His dad didn't want him to move back in with him either. Like, no shit. Um, So they decided to get Richard his own one-bedroom apartment in Sacramento. Uh, The state was giving him some money because of his condition, and then his parents also assisted. And his dad would come by and play chess every so often with Richard, and he thought, like, you know, that Richard seemed to be doing okay. But then he started noticing that he was getting a lot of rabbits. 
And he asked his son what he was doing with all of them. And Richard said, I'm going to eat them. I'm going to eat them. (laughs) Bugs bloody style. Um, And his dad, you know, thought he was joking. So there was a rabbit farm nearby. She's sweet. (laughs) You don't know where to cook paragonies. Oh, gosh. Um, Sorry, guys. We really love Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I don't think we're done quoting them. Um, So there was a rabbit farm nearby, and he would just ride his bike um, and buy a rabbit and then bring it home, kill it, eat it raw, drink the blood, or make like a rabbit jamba juice. Want it raw and <laughs> red. <riddling. laughs> so gross. Um, but yeah, he'd blend up that that animal, and um, he now believed that his heart not only like needed blood, but that it—I mean, not that it just wasn't working, but it was also shrinking and disappearing, like the Grinch or something. <laughs> and then um, for it to grow back, he needed the blood. So his parents would come and check up on him from time to time. And then once on April 26th of 1976, um, his father showed up for a visit and he found Richard on the couch um, looking ill. Richard told his dad that he had food poisoning from a bad rabbit. Um, Was it a bad rabbit or a bad bunny? (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, bad little bunny. Um and you know so his dad took him to the hospital and that's where the doctor was like that's not food poisoning that's blood poisoning um so richard had been shooting up that sweet sweet rabbit juice uh right into him uh to heal himself from a rabbit he thought had ingested battery acid um so you know he injected the blood from another rabbit to heal from what yeah so um once they were out of the er Dude, rabbits have had like the worst lives ever. Right? Dude, they get tested on. They get tested on this all the time. Like, it's not right. It's no wonder the what's that rabbit in Monty Python? Yeah, it's all angry or watership down. That's why, man. That's Evil why. bunnies. Um, I bloody sold no. my armor. <laughs> the bunny, the bunny. Oh, I love the bunny. Uh. What was I talking about? Oh, so what's out of the ER? Uh, you okay there? <laughs> I went to Your a different place. <laughs> I went to a different place. I went to the bunny factory. Um, so what's out of the ER? Richard was transported back to the American River Hospital where he stayed until May 19th, 1976. Um, when the doctors found out what caused this, they arranged for him to go to an extended care uh, mental facility. Yeah, because he wasn't so, even like telling them what he had done exactly like in the beginning no no he wouldn't admit it and then he when he admitted they're like which to me (laughs) tells me he knows like this is yeah yeah at some level he had to know that yeah this is strange this isn't normal yeah um and so you know and he right god his (laughs) apartment must have smelled so fucking bad right those bunny cages and just blood and like little blended bits so, what do you think was worse, his place or Dahmer's? <laughs> Dahmer. <laughs> I mean the smell. <laughs> Dahmer. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I feel I think that this buttons. guy liked him fresh. <laughs> yeah. He liked the blood. Yeah, so he probably, I mean, there's probably wasn't that that much blood because he was probably like licking it off the counters. But he always <laughs> had like blood on him too. And he'd always yeah. just tell people he cut himself and stuff. Yeah, he's just nasty. Okay. <laughs> disgusting so um at beverly manor other patients nicknamed him dracula 
because all he would talk about was blood. Um, he <laughs> was say. creative. So he was 25 at this point. And then, um, you know, he would talk about blood and eating rabbits, but he wasn't taken seriously at first. Um, and then the antipsychotic drugs he was given for schizophrenia didn't seem to work on him. Um, and so doctors started to believe that his psychosis stemmed from drug use instead of a real disorder. Oh my gosh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wabbits. <laughs> so at this hospital, they had, this is like a, it's not like a, you know, this is like a, a extended care kind of place. So they've got like a nice little yard and kind of like a retirement home in a way. Um, Richard was often found with blood around his mouth and face. And like I said earlier, whenever anyone asked him about it, he'd just say, oh, I cut myself shaving. Like that was his excuse all the time for having blood like on his face. And in reality, what he was doing was he was catching birds on the windowsill or going out in the yard and catching them and biting their heads off and drinking their blood. Uh, Heads are falling off. (laughs) But yeah, he was found out by one of the housekeepers who ended up finding a few bird carcasses. And then this is from a book I read. It said, another staff member also testified seeing Richard Chase emerge from the bushes outside the facility with feathers around him and blood on his face. Emerge from the bushes. <laughs> I just see him like oh parting gosh. the bushes, and it's just—it's just like a cartoon. I just picture like feathers, like <laughs> he, nails he it like catches quick. a feather out, yeah, with his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, father. <laughs> so gross. Harry Potter reference. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Uh, so despite this behavior, Richard was released a year later. Um, Fucking yeah, dude. <laughs> right? Those doctors aren't getting paid enough for something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess he started taking his medication pretty regularly. And then um, even though the staff all disagreed, they were like, dude, I saw that guy bite a bird's head off. The doctor was like, oh, you know, he's been properly, properly socialized. He's been taking his he's medication. He's just eating birds. <laughs> it's not a danger to himself or others, just the birds. So, God. Don't take him to the zoo and you'll be fine. Uh, so he moved back in with dear old mom. Poor who, mom. Um, not poor mom. She, you know, didn't think anything was wrong with Richard. So well, she's like, yeah, but- let's wean you off this medication. So, but I feel um, like dad never takes him in. No, no, he doesn't. He's just like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, so. I was getting hit, hit over the head with like a phone and shit and all this yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Um, so she moves him into an apartment with some roommates. <laughs> and like before, oh, the yeah, roommates the were like, no, we're going to get out of here. Um, they couldn't deal with him. So, uh, his parents didn't really check on him um, too often after this, uh, now that he was back on his own again. And, you know, off his medication, they were very much in denial that anything was really wrong with their son, or they believed that he was fixed after his stint, um, especially since the doctor yeah. you know, released him. Yeah, because the medicine was making him like a... Like a zombie. Yeah, like a zombie. So They're the like, mom we was like just vampires like... more than zombies, so let's just <laughs> let it... Like... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, August 3rd, 1977, the tribal police were called to Pyramid Lake in Nevada to check in on a suspicious vehicle. Inside the car, there were two loaded guns covered in blood, 
bloody clothes, and shoes in a plastic bucket with liver and fresh blood. The police, I'm sure, are horrified at this scene. Uh, They don't really know what they stumbled on, and they're pretty sure this is like some murder scene or something. And they spot Richard Chase in the distance. This guy is perched on top of a rock, naked, and covered in blood. Sitting there like Gollum, probably. (laughs) Shut your shitty sweet. God. He's just there, like, hopping around. She's just beating a liver on the rock. My only wish to catch a fish. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do a Gollum voice. I need Candace here. I know. (laughs) My gosh. So they approach him because they're like, what in the Sam Hill is going on here? And he just takes off running. Um, but they catch up to him because he ain't no runner, he ain't no track star. And when they asked him what the hell he was doing, he tells the police that the blood was coming from him, which I'm like, sir, you'd be dead. <laughs> it's like, I'm just on my period. Don't worry yeah. Oh my gosh, leave me alone. Uh, but in reality, it wasn't human blood. Sorry, guys, we're not there yet. Uh, it was just cow's blood, which I mean, poor cow, man, right? Uh, he had poured and rubbed the blood all over his body. And then he also had taken like parts from the cow too, like the liver and stuff. So yeah, so they just let him go. Cause they're like, well, he didn't kill nobody. He didn't hurt nobody. And there's nobody. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, well, you can only be accused of being a, a Nobody, weirdo. no crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that one, guys. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they can't see it. They can't pin it on you. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to actually stop here. And I know that there wasn't really any murder in this episode, but oh, Besides wait the for part two, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just wait for part two. Part two... You're gonna need. You're going to need that drink, guys. It's not the kind of episode you listen to at work. <laughs> I know. I think our next um, cocktail will just be five shots. Yeah. <laughs> Down the hatch. Yes. We won't need a cocktail. Yeah. So, I mean, th- this is obviously, uh, I do, I did read like later after we get into like talking about, you know, the murder and stuff later, the police did say that like at this point with this um, cow incident, that they, if they would have done a check and seen, like, because this guy, it's not his first, it's not his first, like, brush up with the law. No. Uh, you know, and they, I think the police were saying, like, man, if we would have looked back in his history or something like that, I don't think we would have let him go. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't. So. See what happens if you do your job? See what happens <laughs> if you guys just, you know, be a little detective? But yeah. No. Yeah, yeah he was, uh, he needed a lot of help. It's, it's pretty sad. I mean,. They did some fucked up shit, and so it's hard with people like this because sometimes I have a little bit of, like, sympathy for them because I'm like, man, they, like, they needed help. They were fucked up. They weren't right in the head and all this shit, and no one did anything to really help them, and the system failed him how many times? How many times did he see a doctor? Like, holy fuck. Yep. But then I'm also like, but those poor people... Yeah, I think that, I mean, the system didn't just fail him. They failed all those people that got murdered, too, yeah. because um, if they had 
kept him in, you know, that long-term mental institution away from the general population, then he could have got the help he needed. People would still be alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, they were just like, oh, no, he's fine. Let him out. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, there's some people yeah. that they they need to be in constant care. Like, yeah. that's just how it is, so... I have an uncle that way, like he's been in um, a care, uh, a mental health care facility for gosh, like 80% of his life, but he's happy. He's happy living a happy life and everything like that. And he hasn't hurt anybody. So Mm -hmm. sometimes we feel bad. We're like, oh, but they're a zombie or they're not like living life like the rest of us or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... They aren't like the rest of us. They aren't like the rest <laughs> of us. That is saying. He literally so. covered himself in cow blood. <laughs> like, yeah. On, Just running around. On sacred ground, too, might I add. <laughs> Seriously. He was on a reservation. <laughs> like, and he had gross. no reservation for that cow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways. <laughs> so, next episode, guys. Uh, be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Murder and murder. murder. And more, and that's where that's. I mean, we've already kind of dove into why he's called the vampire in this episode, but we're really gonna dive in that next episode. So yeah, yeah. Um, so um, another reminder: you guys want to review um, us on Apple Podcast? Um, <laughs> we will send you a free sticker. I um, love them; they're so funny. I especially loved when they talked about that cow blood all over Richard Chase. Right. <laughs> Ah, oh, they do a lot of movie quotes and you know get distracted. Yeah, they're but really, it's great. They're really <laughs> terrible accents. I love them so much. Yes. Five stars. Where's my sticker? Five um, stars. We'll send it to you. So I, and then, yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you two yeah. stickers. I don't know. Like, yeah, you want two stickers? You want two stickers? I but got, here's the other thing: if you don't like us and you want to leave a bad review, can you just tell us why? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we have two one-star reviews, I believe, on there, and there's no reason why. And I'm like, give me a reason. I'm sure there are reasons why. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure there's reasons. I I get annoyed with myself, so I understand. Let's just go with the Yorkshire Ripper episode to start. I want you to tell me to my face. Say it to my face. Yeah, tell it to my face. So that um, I can change my hoise. Um, So I can know what I did wrong. How am I Maybe supposed to personally Do I need to work on that? Yeah. Is it because I make fun of a lot of people in the Midwest? <laughs> like, talk about how hamsters died. Yeah. Is it because I'm a little weird and I talked about how I played with little bird bones when I was a kid? <laughs> Just tell me so. That's um, definitely it. But, you know, if you do love us, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and uh, we'll keep the goods going for yep. you. Instagram at Crimes and Cocktails. Twitter mm-hmm. is at Crimes and Cocktails. Yep. Patreon and Patreons is, cri- is Patreon.com at Crimes and... Or not at, but Crimes and crimes Cocktails. And cocktails. Yeah. and you can email us. Tell us about your day at Crimes.Cocktails yep. at gmail.com. Literally, you can email us anything except for your erectile dysfunction. And we'll be good. So, yeah, we'll be good. <laughs> Uh, no thanks. <laughs> uh, I'll just forward you that text. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. We'll talk to you on the flip side. Yeah.